Pistons last season during the regular season. And the Toronto Raptors come away with the victory, 125 to 113. Episode of That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast that's by championship Raptors fans for championship hey. Raptors fans. I don't know why it took me that long to think of that one. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. I'm joined by my buddies, Jay and Dre. What is going on, buddies? Four and one. Four and one. Yeah, baby. Everything's good. Four and one. And I think our championship lore is uh, rubbing off on some other teams. TFC going to the finals, baby. Let's go. Hashtag this is like, see this is like uh, the Cavs and the Warriors because for the third time in four years, it's Toronto and Seattle in, for the Cup. So oh, uh, yeah. this should be a good one. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, this is a Raptors podcast, but I mean, you got to support your you got to support your Toronto teams, man. TFC is doing big. They're going to they're going to win that game. They're going to win that cup. I know it. You know what's really hard? Trying to watch three different sports at the same time because you got the World Series on right now. Oh. Man, it's 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 hard, but I love sports, man. No, I was just like boohoo for you. Like you got to try to figure out how to watch sporting events all at the same time. I know, right? What a hard life. Yeah, at, at, at that point, you're gonna be like, God damn it! I can't wait for the F, for TFC to like hit a run. W- wait, hang on a second. Okay, well, like Raptors, <laughs> you know, ra- Raptors and their goal yeah, start working yeah, out. Yeah, right. stoppage time. Right. Like, you're gonna start to mold all of them together, and then it's just not gonna work out. Astros with the, the three. Pod. Nationals with the <laughs> with the pick and roll, yeah, it just doesn't really work out. You technically can get a three in baseball. You just have have to have three guys that's run true. around the base. No, that's true. Yeah, three times. So. <laughs> but anyways, Jay, what are we talking about today, man? Well, I mean, let's 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 kind of keep that thing going there. What would the uh, soccer or baseball analogy be for whatever the Raptors just did to the Pistons? I guess. Uh, uh, I think a universally uh, grand slam. Oh, grand a grand slam. What's that? And uh, hit a grand slam on him. Yeah, we, we uh, for the first time since Dwayne Casey left the organization, we beat Dwayne Casey, and we didn't just beat him. We destroyed the Pistons. Yes, we did. It was a great game. It was fantastic. I, I don't know where you guys want to start, but I guess we should probably start with Pascal Siakam. Uh, 30 points, five boards, five dimes. Three for six from beyond the arc. So he continues to shine from downtown. Uh, he threw in two steals just just because he wanted to. <laughs> 13 for 21 from the field. Uh, guys, I don't know. I, this man continues to amaze me. And I know before the season started, uh, Jay had kind of a hot take he threw out there and said, hey, what if Siakam could win most improved player again? And you know what? We're only one weekend, but still, he is hot. Right. And that take ain't so hot anymore. I mean, like, come on. Could you see? You could kind of see this coming last year, kind of. You were kind of hopeful, if anything. But now that we're seeing him become that number one option, making sure that he he doesn't seem like he's under pressure at all. He's just playing his game without uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I've seen a couple of articles now saying that, you know, without... With Kawhi Leonard, they it kind of hurt Pascal Siakam. Now I'm not going to say that I'm not going to agree with that because you know we won a championship, but now this is the time for Siakam to flourish, and you can see it like step back threes, the dribbling, the spin move is still there. He's finishing around the rim, both right hand, left hand, mid range shots. He's literally literally becoming a complete player 
uh, before our eyes. And it's, and it's incredible. 30 points, yeah, but that's in 30 minutes, guys. 30 points in 30 minutes. That is insane, man. Like, wow. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's not, nothing else much you can say about Pascal, but he, if he's not going to win MIP, I mean, MVP could be in the race. I, I, it's, it could be an overreaction. It's only one week. Hell yeah. But damn, man, he's, he's on fire right now. Yeah. Uh, what I find interesting is during the playoffs, when everyone was comparing Kawhi and Pascal to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, this is kind of interesting because Obviously, I love Pascal, but he's not as good as Scottie Pippen, but it's a similar instance. But this is like one of those cases where it's like, what if we got rid of MJ and left Scottie Pippen in his prime, like during his best years, not before, not after. Not in, in his, his blazer days? No, not in his blazer days <laughs> when he was a bull. Not in the Houston days either. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, but we're talking prime Scottie Pippen. After he was blessed with Kobe, or with, uh, not Kobe, sorry, what the, <laughs> with uh, Michael Jordan, the, the other guy, the other goat, and just saw what talent rubbed off on him and how he could lead a team. This is something that, like, what it might look like, where you have this guy who's, look, I don't know if he's necessarily better than he was at the end of last season. That just might be because he's got the bigger role to fill. Mm -hmm. So if you gave the guy more time and more access to the ball, this is what's happening. But what it is showing is MIP was well-deserved. Everyone was right. This guy's not only just good, he's as good as we thought. And, you know, you bring up MIP again. Well, that's very rare. I don't even know if it's actually happened if somebody's won it twice, not in like the last 20 years or I don't so. Think but so, yes. If it was ever possible, and if people were considering it with somebody like a Paul George, I don't think it's such a weird thing to consider with this guy. Now, MVP for this season? I don't know. It's still too early. MVP eventually? You never know. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. If he continues leading this team, no matter what changes happen, since we are basing a franchise around this guy, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far because a couple of games, yeah, sure, whatever. Five games where the guy's averaging almost 30 points, the guys had insane amounts of rebounds, depending on the game. Crazy assists. He's clearly a leader, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and and if we we think about, um, you know, let's take this MVP conversation just a little bit further, right? Those who do win the MVP usually are are leading a team, uh, not just to the playoffs, but to one of the best records in the NBA. And again, caveat is yes, we are only a weekend, but a weekend of the season. The uh, Raptors are four and one, and only two teams are still undefeated. The 76ers at four and zero, oh, mm -hmm. and the San Antonio Spurs at three and zero. Oh. Y'all so, are sleeping on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I mean, they've they've got the record to to show for it, right? And you know, mind you, we we've we've the competition hasn't been um, really up to up to par, um, and and. That does. I mean, you, you got to play who you who the schedule says you got to play, right? And it, it hasn't been the bottom dwellers. Uh, you know, Orlando and uh, New Orleans are definitely playoff contenders. Even D Detroit, some prognosticators had them. I believe Dre, you had the Pistons uh, finishing fifth in your preseason uh, predictions. Um, well, before Blake Griffin uh, did 
just uh, sarcastic, unexpected, and got injured. Uh, so yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. <laughs> but you, you never know. They're a great team. Only loss was to the Celtics, uh, which was a very winnable game. And the Celtics yeah. tonight just, uh, dis- well, not, I wouldn't say destroyed, but they overcome a, a double-digit deficit uh, with a 20-point advantage in the third quarter to beat the Bucks. So That's huge. the Celtics, you know, they're they're making their claim, right? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that the, the Raptors are headed in a good direction. I mean, if you were planning out before the season what it would take for the Raptors to succeed this year, they've hit all those checkboxes, right? Mm-hmm. They're hitting their threes. There's a lot of ball movement tonight. There was 30 assists. Uh, Siakam has elevated his game and he's now hitting threes above the break and not just from the corner. He's finding multiple ways of scoring. His passing is outstanding uh, on the move. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has stepped up 13 points, 11 dimes today. Um, you know, if, if again, if I were to make a checklist of things we had to do, we're hitting all of them right now. And and that's not even to say how amazing OG Anunoby has looked. Mm, right. Uh, you know, stepping in and just becoming a defensive beast. So, yeah, I'm very excited, guys. Yeah, and I don't that there are a lot of teams here that, like, barring an injury, and knock on wood, I don't, I don't want injury put on anybody. Uh, but the thing is, if there was an injury on, let's say, you know, Golden State or even the even the Clippers or LA or or uh, anybody of the top teams, like they would be considered almost you know bottom tier whereas in again knock on wood if we see someone like pascal go down uh we i don't think we're in that much trouble either because in this game in particular we were pretty deep i mean kyle Lowry with 20 og with 13 freddie with 13 surge 19 norm with 19 like it was sayakam kind of took the took away yeah took it away with the scoring but at the same time it was all the contributions everywhere else as well. So even if we were down a player or two, I don't think it's that bad. I think we're still a really good team. And I know that I had my projections at around like 43 because I didn't, you know, I couldn't go back with where where I thought they were going to be in the standings for the Raptors. But I mean, this team, this team is looking good in every cylinder. And and I think what surprised me the most is, I know you, I know you spoke about it already, Jay, is, is OG, but I, I, I'm also very surprised with Lowry because I don't know if you guys remember, but in, in preseason, he even said that he wasn't game shape. And after getting uh, through that thumb surgery, he just seemed like he, he, he wasn't 100%. And we knew that, and we were okay with that, but we were like, okay, it's going to take him some time to develop his game again. He's going to he get back into shape and everything. But I just feel like Lowry is... is just one step even further than than last year. Maybe it's because of his um when when Ka- Kawhi was there, he had to take a step back now, and Kyle Kyle not only only has to lead the team, but he has to be a facilitator and a scorer. So you're seeing that productivity, but like even still coming off a surgery like that, it's quite impressive to be in such good game shape already. So I like where we're at right now. Uh, we're four and one. I know it's a little early. But I mean, you can't. You can only be happy right now, you know. Well, why don't we yeah. go, go in the opposite direction there, and um, you know, say, is there anything that you are concerned about with this team? Because I can tell you that you know, this is another game where, you know, Dre hit it on the head earlier in terms of this was, you know, we manhandled Casey's team, but shouldn't that have meant that we would have seen more bench play? And again, this was just another game where it was. 
basically a seven man rotation or eight man rotation. So mm -hmm. my concern is these guys getting overused, right? So is that yeah? Does, do you guys feel the same? Yeah, actually, that's that's a fair point. I feel like our our bench is great. Our deep bench, and I mean, who knows how often we're gonna have to use them? But I, as a Minnesota fan, I've seen this often too, like too often before, where good players get run down because of excess minutes. I kind of don't want that. Where, um, as Jason pointed out, a lot of players went into the double digits and like were hitting twenty or close to 20. So this game's a little bit different, but in general, are we going to have to rely only on Van Vliet and Pascal to score like a, a ton of points against uh, Zion-less Pelicans, right? Is that the only way we're going to have to be able to dig out of this? I think our deepest bench might need a bit of work because in blowout games, we should be able to rest whoever very early on I'm not feeling quite as confident with our reserves of our reserves. Mm -hmm. Our, th as, our as third like, line. Yeah, which I know matters more now than in the playoffs, but that's precisely it. If we want a better standing, we might we, we might need some, some better warmers there, you know? I guess that also is concerning when I talk about Lowry because today he played the most minutes at 38 minutes. So I, I'm a, I'm kind of worried. I'm, I'm, That's a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where the minutes are going to go come from for like someone like Terrence Davis or uh, RHJ. Even like we saw a lot of Patrick McCall today, which is great. Uh, but I do want to see some productivity from other players, and I think uh, Nurse. Johnson? Yeah, I think Nurse or even said something about Johnson. Uh, is is you know gaining. Uh, momentum when it comes to defense uh, defense mentality and understanding the schemes so maybe it's going to take some time but yeah no jay this the the playing time is a little concerning for our starters for sure i know that's a big one and i'd like to think that you know as as you both kind of pointed out earlier as the season wears on we are going to trust these guys more and the rotation will kind of play itself out but again we're already five games in and you know, it's it's mainly been eight man rotation. That eighth man, you know, for the first couple of games is Terrence Davis. Tonight it was Patrick McCaw. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes out. Because then, if knock on wood again, if we, we get the whole injury bug thing coming up, you know, when you you start dipping down to a six and seven man rotation, that only works and barely in in the playoffs, right? So mm -hmm. um, this is a team that can really. I I, I don't know. Part of me feels like. Um, what Nick Nurse is doing, and this is more of a hypothesis here, is that this is actually the the first half of the Raptors season is actually tougher schedule wise than the second half. So he might be thinking, okay, let's utilize our guys now, try to build ourselves a respectable lead in these standings. Then second half of the season, let's start to see what the rest of our roster is looking like, um, make some tweaks here and there you know, rest your, start playing your guys like Lowry and Gasol less minutes in the second half of the mm -hmm. season so that they're ready for the playoffs. I can, I can get behind that thinking. He, he Maybe he will or won't agree to that or but, at least admit to that. But, but wouldn't but, that be kind of detrimental to like players who are, are so accustomed to momentum? Like if, if they're playing yeah. so well at the end of the season, don't you want them to play even better? Like it's kind of like when, uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but when the Orlando Magic, they they were on fire. 
at the end of the season, right? And if they took away that momentum, then I don't know where they would have been uh, in at the end of the season. So if you want someone like Kyle Lowry, who is so accustomed to to getting in game shape, then I don't know. I don't know if you you'd want them. you want them to play more minutes at the end. You want to have to see where our lineup is when it comes to our third third line or even our fourth line at the beginning of the season. I think the context is just a little bit different because for Orlando, they had to play all their best players just to get into the playoffs. That's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were hovering around one or two games just in like into the playoffs, so they kind of were forced to. But I guess to to I guess clarify my point a bit is more you know if the Raptors are let's say ten games up uh, on the eighth place team with you know a month left, then maybe it's time to start you know busting out the Matt Thomas starting lineup or the Stanley <laughs> Johnson led you know uh, starting lineup there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just 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 some food for thought, really, because again, I I agree with both of you. Um, you know, Lowry playing. 38 minutes being one of the lows of the season so far is yeah. not a good sign um, for a guy who's on the wrong side of, of 30. So, right. yeah, something to keep an eye out on. But, um, again, back to our original point, this has been a very promising first week for the Raptors. Um, but what about the rest of the league? Ooh, is, good is there anything that has jumped out to you guys um, in terms of what's happened in this first week? I mean, yeah. today alone. I mean, we it's funny because we, we have our our group chat going and we kind of talk about, you know, what are we going to talk about in the day and whatever. And I jokingly said that between now, which was uh, about six hours ago between now and when we record this podcast, something's going to happen and something did happen. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid got into a fight. Yeah. Both got ejected. Um, you know, this has been kind of boiling under the surface and has been taking some jabs at cat. So this is what happens, right? And like, if we take a look at the landscape of of the NBA, those two got ejected, and then you have a ton of injuries that have already happened in the first week, right? So, yeah, uh, you know, Dre already said about Blake Griffin being injured. We've already seen, uh, yes, last night Trey Young went down, Drew Holiday, um, Miles Turner, right? Zion before the season even started. Um, DeAndre Ayton with the uh, the drug suspension. <laughs> that's so like, not that's not really an injury though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think he was on under enough stuff that he wouldn't get injured, and that's precisely why he got suspended. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad though because the guy gets a ton of blocks, and the Suns win the first game, and that's when they step in and say, "Who? Maybe we should investigate." Yeah, that's yeah, I know. The Suns winning. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cool your hoist the Suns. Two wins is a little bit too much. We got to test some people. Hold up. Hold up. He's, he's bad for 25 games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, but but Jay, like, the, all jokes aside, honestly, the Suns is kind of uh, one of the surprises for me because one of their wins was against the Clippers. So I, I, don't, right. I don't know how much you were going to take out of that, but like seeing the Suns, you know, having a being 500 granted, you know, greatest out there are only four games. But one of the one of the wins was against the Clippers. And then also what's not so surprising, I guess, was is the Kings. I feel like the Kings is a tire fire uh, with 0 and 4 right now. And the thing is, I, I remember listening to this on No Dunks, which is previously known as the starters. Um one of the hosts said the maybe the Suns this year is are, are becoming the Kings of last, and maybe this year the Kings are becoming the Suns of last. 
And I kind of see that's happening right now because the Kings are just like, you know, you, you get you pile up those losses and then that money for Buddy Heald is, is just going to you're digging yourself a hole right now, you know, so it's it's almost not surprising yeah. in the least. That contract's looking really bad right yeah. now. Yeah, but I was kind of on board with it, but now it's looking terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, what about again? No one's talking about the Spurs, of course, right? Because they're just going was... to they're slowly going to uh, put up those wins. But I'm wondering what they're going to do with uh, Demar because I know they're really, really guard heavy um, in in that lineup. So I'm wondering if they're going to keep Demar because I know that he's going to be he's going to be, I think he has a player option for next year. So it wouldn't be surprising mm-hmm. if San Antonio offers him. I just want to know if you think it's a good idea to keep Demar and kind of uh, take Onus as that veteran on on the guard side for San Antonio. I'm not gonna lie, and it's gonna hurt to hear this. Don't be surprised if Demar is gone within the next year or two. Um, like to another team. Yeah. Okay. I, I I can easily see that happening. Uh obviously the Spurs are on the verge of rebuild mode. Aldridge is probably gonna finish his career there unless they use him as the option, but I mean who knows? But likely likely it's gonna be Damar going somewhere and they and they receive somebody. Because they're 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 a franchise, they're a solid franchise. They're not gonna wanna become a losing record team. They never have. They've always done drastic well, things when needed. Agreed. And, and let's take their their three and zero record into context here, right? Their their three wins have been over the Knicks, the Wizards, and okay, fine. The Blazers is actually a solid one, right? That's a good but, team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but but back to the original point about uh, about DeRozan, um, he his contract very similar to Lamarcus Aldridge. It's in the mid twenty millions, um, but. Both of them, you know, assuming of course Demar will probably pick up his player option next year. Those both expire after next season, which is the um, summer of 2021, which is when everyone is a free agent. Mm. Um, so DeRozan will be a free agent, Aldridge will be a free agent, along with you know the usual suspects, which we've talked about uh, at nauseum here. So uh, I can see, I can see what you're saying, Dre. Like maybe he he is he could be on the way out, right? In terms of Okay, well, there's a contender out there who, um, you know, is one scorer short of making a serious run. Um, so let's go after DeRozan, whose contract falls off our books anyways in 2021 when, you know, we're going to try to go after a Kawhi or a Antetokounmpo, right? So I can see it. Um, and, and right now the wins don't hurt, right? They, uh, yep. they definitely add some value there, right? So, but I... I I'd be interested. They're a good team to kind of keep an eye on, right? And I think Dre, you had said before the season. Um, I think you were the only one of us who had the Spurs making the playoffs. So they're, they're right. off to a good start, right? And you know, if if the chips fall the way they might fall, which is you know, moving DeRozan for for pieces, it'd be interesting to see where this this team goes, right? Because then you're really testing out. Okay, Pop, this is this is your new squad. Make it happen, right? So, yeah, that's a good one to keep an eye on. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, wins adding value outside of what happened earlier today, which uh, to continue your, your train of thought, apparently Carl Anthony Towns' parents have now commented on the on the ejection, uh, and and they're shit talking Joel Embiid. I'm gonna have to listen to that afterwards. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I saw that too. While while Joel Embiid was like, I don't know, he was rattling out the crowd after that tussle. Uh, you can see 
Cat's parents at the end trying to like, or or I guess Cat's dad trying to hold back his uh Cat's mom. It's 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 incredible, and that's that's just parenting love. You don't you don't want to see your your kid get in a fight, but at the same time, no, you got to make sure that your kids stand up for themselves. I'm just saying, I'm not a, I'm not again, I'm not a parent, I'm not a parent. Jay, you know how this is, but but yeah, it was it was it was a sight to see. But yeah, like on that thought though, uh, and I'm not just saying this as a Wolf's fan. This could be the optimal time if this streak continues to get rid of Wiggins and to pick up somebody good because now this is a winning team. Wiggins, despite his plus minus, is actually playing reasonably decent. Um, maybe 60% of his potential rather than the usual 20. So, uh, I don't know, outside of how expensive he is, you know, we could be seeing some moves because a lot of the teams are going exactly as we expected. The Lakers are doing well. The Clippers are doing well. The, the Bucks, clearly the offseason moves are hurting just a little bit. They're not quite as powerful as they once were, but they're still doing well. 76ers are undefeated. Who knows how long that's going to go on for. But there are a couple surprises. The Suns, the well, the Mavericks aren't a surprise to all of us. Some of us... Yeah, we all, had, like we all had them as playoff mm-hmm. teams. Yeah, no, they're for for us the, the Mavericks are great, but I know a lot of pundits are sleeping on them. But like the Suns, the Timberwolves, there's a couple of teams out there that are doing reasonably well. They should make moves when they're ready. They should totally make moves, capitalize on the success because guess what? These are teams that will likely not have this level of power where they can do these kinds of moves. If this keeps going for either team, we should expect something pretty big. Um, because let's be honest, as much as I love the Timberwolves and I'm okay with the Suns, I can't imagine it going well forever. Um, but yeah, the Knicks still suck, so that was predicted. <laughs> so that's great. I was actually going to add to that and say, you know, you. I was about to say that, you know, Wiggins, because uh, you know, we it's very easy to to make fun of him, and you know, that I I just took another look at his contract, and it's still. Is, really is cringeworthy, right? I mean, even after the, again, the quote-unquote summer of 2021, he still has two more years on top of that in the Ugh. $30 million range. It's oh, not it's not fantastic. But here is here is the silver lining, though, uh, and, and the reason why Andrew Wiggins is still an asset despite all of his shortcomings. He is actually younger than Pascal Siakam. Andrew Wiggins is only 24. Wow. So that, you know, you think about uh, all of the the hype that went into him and then the disappointment of it, the way he's played, he's still only 24. And Siakam at 25 is making strides to improve. So if Siakam can still improve at 25, maybe Wiggins can too. Just He just needs to be in the right situation. And, you know, Minnesota seems to be thriving despite him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe Wiggins does need to change the scenery. And this might be their optimal time to do that yeah i think so i feel like wiggins kind of deserves to have a, a kind of second chance he he has a lot of negativity around him and it, it, and honestly that's cat's team so if what minnesota can do if you can trade him try to get some sort of trade asset try to try to get some draft picks or something and build around cat because he's cat carl anthony towns is a franchise player you cannot let him do an anthony davis you can't Minnesota hasn't been in the playoffs for a well, I guess no, they've been in the playoffs because of Jimmy Butler, but they haven't been relevant for a very long time. So you can't let Cat 
walk like that. So I agree. Um, Andrew Wiggins should probably play in a, another team. But before we go on a break, um, sports is crazy. I love it so much. The uh, I, the Washington Nationals just went up three to two in the MLB World Series. It's crazy. It's insane. It's it's insane. And also, uh, Bradley Beal and and um, James Harden, Harden are, are going nuts right they're now. They're fighting to the death right yeah, now. Yeah, they are fighting to the I love sports. I, I know you guys are going to be listening to this, I don't know, the next day or the next next day, and this is going to be irrelevant, but I love sports, man. I love sports. All right, let's take a quick break, and maybe we can do some fun uh, NBA Fantasy League and maybe some Halloween-themed questions. How about that? I'll talk to you guys soon. I would take a couple of those, but I don't know how that's going to affect my current diet, so I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> it's also because Harden took all of them from you? Dear Lord. Y- oh. Yeah. Yeah, he did with his step back. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. All right. Well, we're back. And uh, like I said before, man, like sports is crazy. I love it. MLB, TFC, uh, and of course the NBA. And because of that, fantasy leagues are going crazy right now. And I know, Jay, you're in one that is not something that we're very familiar with. Can you explain that to us? Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess this is more very exciting for my... I mean, I know that a lot of of people don't care to hear about your fantasy league team, but I got to say, this league that I've been invited to join is unlike anything I've ever heard of, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. So the uh, NBA Live League is uh, a fantasy league that tries to mimic uh, as much as possible what it's like to be a general manager in the NBA. And what I mean by that is, you know, the salary cap, player contracts, actual real life players, real life teams, um, all of that are identical to what is currently happening in the NBA. The difference is, is that we are running as GMs, uh, we being those who are invited. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm going at with this. I've been invited to be a general manager of one of the league, uh, one of the teams, the 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 team I'm the GM of, the Minnesota Timberwolves, that's pretty irrelevant because this league's been around for about 20 years and, um, you know, the teams and who, how they're constructed have changed over the years with, you know, however GMs want to spend their money. But anyways, very exciting. I'm very happy to be part of it. Um, and from a personal standpoint, I think it'll help me at least understand the ins and outs of trade exceptions and contract buyouts and two-way players and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff that I can bring back to this show and hope to um, use in terms of understanding how the real NBA works. So very excited to be part of that. So basically you're going to be our Blake Murphy. I'm going to try right now. It's very, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to learn, but I'm excited about it. (laughs) Um, No one, no one can be, no one can be as great as, as Blake. That is true. Uh, But the re the other reason I bring that up is, and this is very minor in the grand scheme of things, but it, it got us talking. So I'm filling out again. Remember, this is a uh, a league that started 20 years ago. So the 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 website itself, if you ever want to check it out, nbaliveleague.com. Um, you know, think about a site that probably was created 20 years ago. So some of the like some of the nuances like. of that, yeah, some of the nuances of that uh, of the way it's constructed are still there. Uh, we're not talking like geo cities or anything, but it is pretty. Uh, it's pretty dated. Anyways, uh, I had to sign up and, you know, there's a username, password, all the fun stuff. But just below the password, it asked for my ICQ number. 
And, How dare it! <laughs> and then below you. that was my AIM, and below that was my MSN, and I'm like, what decade are we in? For real? So I mean, <laughs> and and if the guys are listening, like I, this is all in good fun, but for real? And 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 it got me thinking, and we, you know, the the three of us started talking and having fun with it. It's like, do you even remember? Your ICQ name? Do you remember your, your your chat name? Your your MSN name? Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I, I want to know. And, and the funny thing is, we all saved it. We're saving it for the pod, and we're about to all embarrass each other. Yeah. So I, I, whichever I, you want to go first. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just preface it quickly. The idea is, uh, we're gonna try and throw some retro stuff. The whole thing is, this is twenty five years of the Raptors. Um, you know, us as co-hosts have known each other somehow for a period of time in our lives. I've only known you, Jay, for like just over a year, but like Jason and I go quite back. You and Jason go really far back. So we've had to put each up with each other for the most part during our very awkward years. So if this is a year of throwback jerseys, courts, everything, all the nostalgia, it's only fitting that we kind of do this. So Whatever it's it's seems fitting. If we don't have much content one week, we're gonna toss some nostalgia stuff, get to know each other a little bit better with our with our youths, perhaps nineties related stuff. So this is a perfect place to start, oh, thanks is, to your fantasy league. This is embarrassing. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, I'll start because uh, why not? I have no self respect. Um, <laughs> so okay, <laughs> uh. Okay, so the very first email I ever had um, was my my uncle helped me make it when I was nine, I think. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain before I say it because I feel like that's the only way we can digest these things a lot more easily. So the first email I ever had, I was obsessed with comics, Sunday Funnies from the newspaper. Uh, when I was younger, I was more of a Garfield person. But I, I always rooted for the underdog. So obviously, no pun intended, I loved Odie. Odie is a, is a lovely dog. So uh, I, I don't know why. Looking at him now as an adult, he's kind of a useless character. But hey, um, I wanted to show my love for this dog. And it couldn't just be Odie. I had to say that the dude ruled. So I wanted to get Odie rules. Unfortunately, that was taken. So I was Odie Rules 9 because I was 9. So that's the very first episode I ever <laughs> hey, had. Um, the second one afterwards, when I was a little bit more mature, um, as uh, Jason, you know, and a few of the listeners know, those who knew me before uh, this podcast, for instance, I went through a pretty crazy metal phase when I was a teenager. So my second email, MSN related, because I, I had to graduate from the Odie one. It was a little embarrassing. Um, it's a song by uh, Italian gothic group, Liquid Coil. It's veins of glass at live.com. But then I needed an actual Gmail for work-related stuff. So of course the genius that I am, uh, I <laughs> named it Blessed Black Wings, which is the name of an album and song by uh, stoner metal band High on Fire. So of course, uh, yeah, those are beautiful so yeah those are those are some of mine Listen, man, uh, we all we all got a little metal in us every every one of us do that's that's awesome man 
Uh, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> man, I can't believe I'm thinking about this right now. So when I I when I started the whole MSN thing, uh, my cousin, uh, she's 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 a little bit older than I, but me and her are we're basically a brother and sister, and we're basically the same person. So we're just kind of crazy and out there all the time. And she's she's basically my uh, bad influence in the family. And she got me into whole the pirating music and and streaming movies and playing video games and playing drums. So I, I whenever I do something stupid, I, I kind of give it give it to her before the reasoning. But she was the one who helped me out with my MSN and all that stuff. And I'm a horrendous speller. Like I I I went to school for a major in or I guess uh, a minor in English. Like I, but the thing is, I'm a terrible speller. Um, so that's why I kind of stick with my audio now because there's no words. Uh, they, I, for some odd reason, I had this fascination with flying diapers. I don't know why. Don't ask what? me. Why. Yes. What? Oh, <laughs> I remember it now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it was because the time before like emojis were, they always had these little weird gifts almost like like pixelated gifts and there is one that was a diaper that was flying with wings and it was hilarious when i saw it so what? so i named my email diaper wings at hotmail but the problem is i <laughs> spelt it incorrectly so i miss i spelt it without an a so it was a dipper wing <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, it now. And you kept and it. And I kept it for years. I'm telling now now that I actually have an email that I can use, I kept it until I changed it. Like until I had to. And I've never changed the mind one now, but I kept it forever. And it was like, dude, what the hell is a dipper wing? It's like long story, bro. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wow. Yeah, so wow. beautiful. Uh now you guys know me a little bit more. Uh, I'm I'm glad to get that off my a chest. A lot of <laughs> I've got a lot of embarrassing names that I've used, but I'll start off with the Hotmail one because that's the, the least exciting one. Um, when I created my Hotmail account, it, I was going through a phase where, um, and I don't even know if that phase has ever actually ended, but uh, my favorite team growing up was the Fab Five of uh, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And my favorite player of all time, as I've said numerous times in this podcast, is Chris Weber. Yep. So I wanted to go with Fab Five Chris. But that was taken. I think Fab Five Four was taken, and I wanted to be unique, so I went with Chris's middle name, which is actually his dad's name, which is Mace M A Y C E. Oh, um, so I went with that. Um, actually, no, wait, that is that was actually sorry, that was my uh, my like MSN username or something. The actual email itself I did actually get was Fab Five underscore Four. So. Either way, they, the the Fab Five influence was there, so that was my Hotmail account for like the longest time. Where it gets embarrassing for me is when I go into the different, um, like I, you know, it's funny we we laughed about ICQ. I actually remembered my number. Oh, wow! And I remember my <laughs> wife's number. Wow! Like, yeah, and and basically the number you got was was an indicator of how early you jumped on, right? So like, my number was like fifty. Uh, sorry, it was eight digits, meaning I'm like in the tens of million I'm, the, I'm in the 15 millionth i guess sign up my wife was in the hundred thousand like she was wow. one seven one seven oh eight which means she was like early 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 adopter 
Wow. Um, I don't know why I remember that. She remembers it too. It's kind of random, but um, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, where it gets interesting for me is when um, we had actually met through uh, chat rooms, and at the time, you know, uh, teenager who's never had a girlfriend before. All I'm trying to do is meet girls, and I thought it'd be really clever play on words. My name was U R N X. T M A N. Do you know what that says? You are no N X T T what? M A N. Your next man. <laughs> oh. <I'm>, <laughs> I think we have a winner. I thought, was, <laughs> I thought it was so. I thought it was so clever. Oh, oh to this day, I think it's been it's been brought up at my wedding. It's. It gets brought up occasionally. It gets my friends bring it up all the time. <laughs> that's like, a yo. that's a good one, man. That that's a great great name. You're yeah, you're gonna so have it, to change your Twitter to that, eh? Oh, your man. your fantasy I've heard, I've heard team name. <laughs> your fantasy team name's gonna have to be that. <laughs> oh my god, that's all right. So we got good. we got our embarrassing names. Yeah. Oh, embarrassing names. yeah. Who, I guess who's who do we declare the winner? Oh, it's gotta be James. Uh, it's gotta be James. Yeah. No, yeah, we're all it's, okay. Unanimous. It's true. It's unanimous. Okay. Hey, no, but I, I do agree. have I I do have one ask for all the listeners out there. Uh, throw us yours. I mean, we we kind of threw it out there. We 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 embarrass ourselves, but I, you know, hit us back. Tell let yes. us know what you because you know we were all young and dumb, and you know they probably sounded smart and funny at the time, but in hindsight, it's hilarious. And, and it's kind of funny to think about them, and it may be surprising, but all three of us are in committed relationships too. So look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> Yes. Look, yeah, we're we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're functioning adults. Uh, we figured it out. We figured it out after your next man. We figured it out after Dipper Wings. We figured it out after Odie. We figured it all out somehow, some way. And ironically, and you know what? Ironically, I was her next man. So ah. who's laughing now? Beep, 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 oh. Very good. Oh, oh man. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to get to know each other a little bit more. Uh, but I do want to, yeah, like Jay said, I want to get to know all you listeners out there, man. Just send us your, send us your embarrassing hotmails. That's, it's always fun. It's always fun. But uh, I don't know when you guys listen to this. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. But the 31st is right around the corner. Actually, it's actually tomorrow. For We're, we're recording this on the 30th of October. That means Halloween is coming up. Um, Jay, do you think that we can talk about some Raptor players that we think could be in good Halloween costumes? Yeah, I think um, I, I don't remember if we did this even last year, but I figured it'd be a little bit cute to uh, or kind of cool to think of some Halloween related things with these Raptors. And one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, if if you were to, I guess, assign a costume to a Raptor, who would you pick and what would you make them dress up as? Uh, can because I? Some of these guys. Can I? Yeah, no, go for it. So go I was, I've been thinking about this, and clearly my name, or via my name, I'm very uh, self-aware. So <laughs> my favorite Halloween costume is Jason, and I just love how it's just stoic and 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 still and intimidating. And the one person before Kawhi uh, would be OG. So I feel like OG would be a great Jason Voorhees. Perfect. Oh, and he's like tall and limber. And yep. He's very, yeah, he is stoic. Yeah, you're right. He's the strong silent type. 
Hmm. There you go. That's pretty good. Trey, what about you? That's tough. I mean, like, uh, I can imagine, like, and I don't remember the guy's name because I haven't watched this movie in ages, but, like, Mark Gasolis, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because they've got the, the, the gangly arm thing going on, and he can, like, totally wave the chainsaw over his head and have, like, a severed skin face on top of his face. I guess and so. He's crazy. I can totally imagine that, yeah. He's a, little bit too, a he's a little bit too nice for it, though, you know? But that's, that's why you wouldn't suspect him. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. You can't tell he's nice with a skin mask on, right? <laughs> like, you just couldn't. So. Oh, God. It's the arm thing, I swear. It's the way he waves his arms around. But, like, aside from that, though, I think, like, God, I'm trying to come up with one for Pascal because there's something there. But, like, I can't, I can't figure out what it is. Like, maybe, like... Uh... He would be a wonderful Joker. Ah, maybe. Right? Maybe. Which has been a really hot costume, I guess you'd say. Like all types of Jokers. I saw, I think John Wall was a Joker. Uh, who else? I, I was a Joker as well. Who? Uh, Carl T. Towns. Oh, was he really? Nice. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was the, the Ledger one. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, Joker would be. I think I see. Mm-hmm. I can see Pascal as Joker for sure. Oh, you know what? I, I'm kind of glad, Dre, that you, you brought up Gasol's gangly arms because i also thought i also thought of gasol but i was thinking of another large character and i could say his name or i could just say (laughs) oh no (laughs) well that's self-explanatory uh chewbacca yeah get them all dressed up as because there's so many now get them all dressed up as star wars characters of some sort like I, 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 oh, I, I, Pascal could be C-3PO. He could? Yeah, he could do... He's tall, he's he's lean, he could do robotic movements. Uh, the guy's totally C-3PO. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, okay. I've also seen... Um, shout out to Isaiah Thomas, too. He always, like... Um, he kills it with his costume. I know last year, he I think he was Easy e This year, he... Ooh, uh, nice. This year, he turned up as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, I saw that. really playing into that role man i love it is... what would you do if your team is last <laughs> <laughs> can you shoot more or will you have to pass like i don't know like just what about gotta figure it out what now. about nick nurse nick nurse has got to be something he's obi-wan yeah, obviously man, we're... if we're doing the star wars thing he's obi-wan okay we're uh, star wars theme here yeah, if, if we're doing that, of course. I know that uh, Coach Saunders from yeah. Minnesota, he all he did was put on a Mighty Ducks jersey. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I could see that. I could see him as, what, like as uh, Emilio Estevez? Uh, I don't know who that is. No, 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 like that's Mighty the coach uh, on, on Mighty Ducks. Oh, is it really? Charlie Sheen's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's brother. Okay. I actor, just yeah. know him as Mighty Ducks coach. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my IMDB search, Mighty Ducks coach. There you go. Very nice. Uh, yeah, in case you didn't know, that's yes. uh, Charlie Sheen's actual last name. It's Charlie Estevez. Oh, but all right. Well, if if there's anybody else, uh, listeners, if you guys want to chime in, see which Raptor would be a good fit for, I don't know, let's say Michael Myers or 
Nightmare Before Christmas, Freddy Krueger, or even Chucky. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but we'd love to hear you guys. Uh, we're, we're just trying to give you a little bit more uh, content to, to talk to us on Twitter, you know, or even email us. But uh, I'm glad we, we got to talk about this. I'm glad we got to share some embarrassing stories. Also, I'm glad we got to share this with a win from the Raptors. Uh, again, the Raptors are also playing this weekend. I think it's a, a Saturday, right? When he they're facing the Bucks, so oh, yeah, that's gonna be yeah. a hell of a game. We'll we'll wait for all the uh, Giannis twenty twenty one to Toronto until then. But until then, Dre, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can follow my film editorial website, uh, Films Fatal F A. F-I-L-M-S, F-A-T-A-L-E dot com. Uh, wrapping up the, the reader's poll. So it's the last couple of days to, to send in your, your thoughts. I'm going to extend it a couple of days. Um, otherwise, that's a wrap. And uh, we're going to find out who you picked as the best films, actors, worst films of the decade. It's going to be exciting. As well, I am continuing my best picture project where I'm looking at every single best picture winner at the Oscars. I'm approaching the 50s so there's gonna be a lot of classic stuff i'm reaching jay where can we find you uh you can find me jumping on the tfc bandwagon on <laughs> sunday november the 10th at three o'clock when we face the seattle sounders for the 10 millionth time in the mls for the mls cup um but seriously you can you you guys all need to we all need to jump on this back yeah, let's seriously. support our, our fellow toronto teams they even wear the same colors um, as us come on Find me on uh, Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Find my uh, weekly article, The Wrap-Up, which previews the Raptors games of the week every Monday. Um, also find our podcast on Raptors HQ. And uh, yeah, I, I guess that's it for me. I got to go uh, be a general manager now. Uh, where can <laughs> we find you, Jay? Uh, you can find us on That's a Rap Pod on Twitter. And again, find us on Raptors HQ. Make sure you look into iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast. Search up Raptors HQ. That's our home base, and you'll find us there. But until next time, boys, we'll see you on Saturday and Sunday. That's a wrap. Well, uh, speaking of wizards and uh, Halloween costumes, they could all dress up as better players. That would also help. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I like it. It's spicy.